Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 85 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Today I am sharing an interview I did with Suzanne from Barstar Boosh. She talks about her journey through the oil industry in Calgary. She has had lots of different jobs and she talks about how that changed where she ended up now with her kombucha company. Um, she started and sold a yoga studio in two years and now she owns a kombucha company. So we chat about the stigma around not drinking and not having booze-free options when you go to events and how kombucha can play a role in that. She talks about the business lessons she learned from the yoga studio and how she's incorporated them into her business. Today, she gives her advice for people who want to start a business and why people should incorporate a charitable aspect to their business and give back as they are growing their own business. She talks about how Calgary needs more booze free events like new york step up our game in those and what her plan is for barstar booch so let's jump into it here is Suzanne. welcome back to poolside podcast i'm sitting here in the official recording studio uh with suzanne thanks for joining me thank you for having me do you want to start off by introducing yourself and giving us two fun facts to break the ice all right. My name is Suzanne Hampson, and I am the owner, founder, and booze-free drink-making genius behind Barstar Booch Kombucha on Tap. Two fun facts. Um, I am secretly a crazy cat lady. I have a very spoiled cat, um, and I hate socks. I refuse to wear socks unless absolutely necessary are you wearing socks right now no (laughs) (laughs) even though it's cold yes oh it's true interesting Mm -hmm. um yeah that's a fun fact (laughs) now everyone when they see you they'll look look at your feet i know socks on (laughs) yeah i know right um and before we get into kombucha and your business now do you want to talk about uh what you went to school for what was your initial career path so when i was 16 i thought that i wanted to be an engineer So I went to school, went to college for one year um, as a geomatics engineer, basically got kicked out um, for partying too much. (laughs) I did not do well. And from there, I decided, oh, I didn't want that job anyway. Um, So I transferred um, into SAIT and went to school for a legal assistant. Uh, During that time, I met my future ex-husband and got pregnant at 19. And then got married, did that whole thing, uh, got divorced, decided I would go back to school. I went to school at Olds College and took the land agent program, which is now called the Surface Land Management Program. So with a farm background, um, grew up on a farm, I thought this would be just like a really great career. Basically, a land agent goes out to farmers and um, works for an oil company and discusses how to get um, like a, a lease basically built on their property. And then I graduated from that in 2010. Um, and basically that was the beginning of the downturn. And so I didn't actually work as a land agent. I ended up being a well planning um, drilling optimization person at a oil field service company. So I did that for a few, for about six and a half years. And then one of the companies I was working for 
went bankrupt. And at that point, um, that's when everything changed. <laughs> <laughs> so my plan was to take over the world in oil and gas. It was my ultimate goal to um, work at an at a oil company. Um, but lo and behold, here I am today. <laughs> it's a very Calgarian thing for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when did kombucha come into your life? So was your next was the next step your kombucha company? What did you do between? So no, after um, that oil company or that uh, service company I was working for went bankrupt, um, I took the severance package money and went to yoga teacher training in Mexico. So I was there for three weeks and it was completely life-changing. I, um, prior to making that decision to go down there, I was seeing a life coach and she basically said, what is it that you want to do? Because I'd already, I, there was already so many ups and downs. It's a very roller coaster in oil and gas, as a lot of people know. Um, I just was over it, and it was just, I didn't know what to do. And, and um, you know, I was a single mom at the time. I had a mortgage and, and a child, and, and it was, like, really scary. So um, she said, well, what do you always want to, what have you always wanted to do? And I said, I've, I want to own a yoga studio. And so she said, well, you probably should be a yoga teacher before you before you do that and if you don't do that now when will you do it and so that's that kind of led me down to Mexico for that training and uh, changed my life at the same time I also ended a really horrible relationship that I had and quit drinking um, and so at that point went to Mexico came back uh, from there and went back to an, another oil and gas job. But at the same time, I decided, well, maybe I could be a volunteer yoga teacher somewhere because I wasn't quite confident in working somewhere and there isn't a lot of money in, in being a yoga teacher. So I was a volunteer teacher um, at Mustard Seed, actually. That was my first gig. Wow. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was I did that for about a year. And then... Um, was a volunteer teacher as well at the Calgary Academy, which is a private school here in town. And eventually, you know, I was laid off from, from that oil and gas job and just looked at my partner and, he, you know, he was working in oil and gas already and it was like, I'm not going back. And so we basically built a yoga studio in Olds, of all places, back at, you know, in old, from Olds College. I knew some people there. Building rent was super cheap. And opened a, a yoga studio, called it The Bar. Um, and it was my version of what I thought a bar should be like. So I was introduced to kombucha. Um, prior to opening up that space, just because I've always had gut problems, you know, it's just been a struggle basically for 15 years. And so I was seeing a naturopath at the same time as this was kind of happening. And, you know, she had said, have you tried kombucha? And no idea what it was at the time, tried it. And immediately like my stomach was just happy. And so with the yoga studio, um, 
my original plan was to open up a juice bar with it because that was super trendy at the yeah. time <laughs> and decided well maybe we should put kombucha on tap um because bar you know bar and yeah, they have taps and just kind of made sense and so i opened up that space um in 2016 taught yoga made superfoods elixirs and coffees got that some bulletproof coffee kind of started to get huge too um i taught workshops also brought in like local um, retailer or local people to come in and be vendors um and so i was one of their retailers and from there it just was awesome and yeah ran that space and then last year sold it and started bar star booch in february of 2019 wow yeah you've done basically everything <laughs> yes it's been crazy that yeah that is crazy actually it makes me feel better that you sold it because i was like i didn't know you had a yoga studio so i'm glad you sold it so i didn't just like miss it on your website <laughs> yes yeah. wow that's crazy and so why did you decide to sell it and how did you decide to make your own kombucha as opposed to just continuing to drink somebody else's yeah so um i sold the studio last fall um just over a year ago and that kind of i was i was burnt out i was living in calgary at the time i've, I've lived in calgary this whole time and um commuting every day for two years out there you know like that was tough my son's now 14 and so it was just a constant like juggling and I felt like I was rushing and you know not only was I the owner of that yoga studio I was the operator of that yoga studio and it was intense and I think what a lot of people don't see like kind of is the behind the scenes you know the guys who run a coffee shop or the guys who run guys or girls who run you know fitness studios they're there to greet you and make your coffee or you know to welcome you to the class or teach the class but there's also another full-time job that is just behind the scenes that people don't see so you know two years of that it, it started to wear me down and um then i one of the one of my family members got really sick while they were here on vacation and that was the point where i was like okay now i can't be out in olds every day i have to be in town and so that was the decision that i made to sell the yoga studio um it just was a no-brainer family over work you know that's just kind of and, and it was bittersweet in a sense because that yoga studio that was my baby too um, a lot of blood sweat and tears went into you know building that space and making it what it was but i also knew that it was almost a gift that I kind of left with left that town um yeah there's so many gifts like just as far as people saying I would never would have met this person if, in, in any other circumstance aside from coming into this this space and so you know that that's really amazing to just be a part of and yeah, so I, so it was, uh, it was either kind of sell that yoga studio or just close it. And luckily some great people came along and wanted to buy it. And I didn't even really have to put it up for sale. I just kind of told my story on Instagram of what was going on. 
in like my personal life and why I was selling it. And yeah, it was really cool. People reached out and, and yeah, took it over. So yeah. Wow. Do you miss it? Do you miss like working there or now that you've, you're doing something else? It I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss, um, I think just the daily conversations that I would have as the bartender. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I miss some of that, but on the other hand, um, commuting out there was really hard. Um, being away from my family was really hard at the same time. And so it just, I think it was just divine timing and, and I learned that also being tied to a uh, brick and mortar at this point in my life is just not for me. Right. So. And the kombucha you had on tap, was that your own kombucha at the time? No. So I've worked with all of the big ones in Alberta, um, Happy Belly, True Booch, Wild, and Steep Peak, all on tap. Um, it was great. Well, you know, it was great to work with them and kind of see what they were doing. And then from there, you know, after I sold the business, it was, okay, well, I'm going to take some time off, do the thing with the family. Um, and I don't know what I was, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. So it was um, one of my best most favorite customers who's also an entrepreneur from the yoga studio and and the kombucha bar he asked me one day what are you going to do now and i just said i don't know man like maybe i'll write a book <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like really i can't even think about this and so the more we talked about like well he's like well are you still drinking kombucha are you still doing yoga are you still teaching yoga and um i haven't taught yoga since um I miss I miss it. Um, kombucha I still drink every day. I love I love it. You know, went on and on and on about this conversation with him, and and he just kind of sat back and in his chair and he said, "It sounds like kombucha is your life. You can't just let that go. You can't just let all that work go that you started in olds." And I was like, "All right, all right. Like I get that." So what am I going to do with that? And so I sat around, sat around, sat on it for another couple months, and and was like, okay, well, you know, maybe kombucha is my life, um, but at the same time, I always wanted to have a business with impact. As I was seeing more businesses, especially in Calgary, that were going that way, you know, like YYC Cycle. Um, I think they were probably like one of the bi bigger businesses that sticks out in my mind that you know really rally the troops as far as like you know their giver classes and you know they do a lot of great community stuff and I thought man like why why can't there be more businesses like that and even True Booch who supports you know like tons of different local charities with with their kombucha and I thought yeah that's like that's a really great business model and so I think um I just think even reading um Brett Wilson's book Redefining Success I read that book when I was working in oil and gas and maybe that was kind of where that kind of mindset came in was how he structured businesses to include you know charitable um, 
purposes in in even their proposals and and just it was like adding a tax but it was like a charity going to a charity and I thought that was genius you know why couldn't more businesses do that um so yeah that's that's kind of how how that seed got planted and then as far as Barstar Booch um, because of what my um, brother-in-law was going through, he was diagnosed with cancer. And I thought, you know, he, he can't, I'm not only could I don't drink, um, I've partaken way too much in my oil and gas career. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, he can't drink now as, um, now that he has cancer, but there's still the stigma around not drinking um, in that if you're not drinking people are always asking you why aren't you drinking it's you know it's like what are you gonna say to that um, none of your business yep. <laughs> I mean so you know there's I'm on a cleanse you know that's what people told me to say to people when when I first quit drinking and so um, so I just thought he was a guy who enjoyed the occasional beer and you know at family gatherings and stuff like that he would have one and I thought now he can't now he can't really partake in that so now he must feel like a bit of an outsider so I was like well I'm just going to drink a cup my cup of kombucha give him some and then we can still all do our cheers thing um you know for Thanksgiving or whatever I don't know Christmas but but yeah so I, because he was now going to be drinking it, I thought, well, why not put certain ingredients in it that complement each other that also give additional health benefits? So, for example, um, turmeric is said to be really good for cancer um, and inflammation. And so, um, but a lot of people don't know that in order to absorb turmeric more effectively into your body, you need to have it with black pepper. So how can I make a kombucha flavor that will incorporate that and still taste good? And so that's kind of where my booch please flavor came in, where it's the orange turmeric black pepper with rose hips and licorice root and, and ginger. And so it just became like one of those types of ideas that turned into something and was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's super impressive. And how did you know how to make kombucha or mix all of those things was it just like over the years from like talking to all the other companies and then just playing with it or because it's one thing to just be like I think we should have this and then we should make it taste good but then actually like doing it is different yeah so I think a lot of my struggles with my own like gut and digestive issues um I've seen every doctor every specialist naturopaths psychologists um, energy healers everybody so I think just based on kind of all that knowledge that I also had plus I've partnered up with um, a brewmaster um, and because I have these relationships with holistic nutritionists it was like well why and it just kind of came down to well why don't you try these together um, because they um, have have great health benefits um, and then from there, it was just kind of a trial and error, like taste testing. Wow. 
Yeah. That's awesome. And how many flavors do you have? Because I know I tried six of them. Yes. So we have five core flavors and then one seasonal flavor that um, changes quarterly that we're 100% of the proceeds from that seasonal flavor goes back to a local charity. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned gut health and having to deal with that. And then I know on your website, you also focus a lot on mental health. So how does gut health and mental health and kombucha all tie together? Yeah. So kombucha is probiotic um, for starters. And so in the gut, there are more neurons than in your spinal cord. So we all know the importance of a spinal cord. Um, And so that just kind of puts it in perspective with the importance of your gut. Um, And so I just kind of like tell people basically to get kind of a basic understanding is if you're not, um, if you have a stomach ache or if you have cramps, obviously that's all you can think about. Um, If you're having issues going to the bathroom with number two I mean that's all you can think about like that stuff consumes you you just don't feel well so that's kind of a basic um, place to put it but also um, you know the the health and wellness industry is huge and just the market alone on diet pills um, I mean there's tons of studies out there where where the the effects of processed food there's tons of people on keto now I mean there's all of these trends and so um, with kombucha just being a 2,000 year old elixir Asian roots um, I just I just think wow that's 2,000 years old like there must be something to that so and and just for my own self um, as a huge just testimony of it it's totally changed my life even as far as inflammation and stress I know now that any kind of stress affects my gut Um, so if I'm having issues in that you know department it's like okay well mentally what is going on so yeah right and do you drink like is it like a cup a day or what's because because when kombucha was trendy or is trendy and I feel like people overdo things like yeah like you said the diets and everything people just jump on and don't really know what they're doing so what's your like recommended dose of kombucha yeah so I tell people all you really need is about four to six ounces per day even complete newbie like I tell people if you eat trash um you should probably only start with about two to four ounces a day um and I sell them in one liter bottles so that will last you a while um but all you need for daily maintenance is four to six ounces per day um if you drink more than that that's fine but depending on the person um you could have like my mom she eats not the greatest and so she can't have more than a couple ounces a day otherwise she'll feel gassy and bloated which I remember one time I ate, I went to the light cellar and I ate um, some of their sauerkraut, which is like the raw, fresh, good stuff. And I, it tasted so good. I ate like half the jar in just one sitting. And for three days, I was so bloated. <laughs> I was like, I looked like I was eight months pregnant and couldn't do out my pants. And so I 
talk to my naturopath about that, the same one that told me about kombucha. And she said, well, that is a very aggressive way to get the probiotics into your system. Luckily, that will pass, but I would never recommend anybody to do what you just did. So, I mean, if you really want to have a really great cleanse at some point, chug the bottle of booch, but I don't recommend that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, and growing your business, because obviously it's still you're still growing it and working on it. What are some of the lessons that you took from starting your yoga studio and building that to this business now? Oh, running that business, I never paid myself. Um, I took all of the money that was profit and injected it back into that yoga studio to make it, like just evolve it. you know, when I tell somebody who's thinking of starting a business, it's always good to write a business plan. Uh, business plans intimidate a lot of a lot of people, myself included. Um, but it's good to have it on paper. However, you know, two years later, with that with that yoga studio business plan, it looked nothing like like the plan, which I I I think is great because you have to evolve your business to what your people that are supporting you want. Um, So yeah, sadly I never paid myself in that business, which probably made the burnout feel worse, uh, you know, subconsciously. Um, So this time um, it was actually uh, Kim Orleski who told me to read Profit first. And I did, and I did exactly what that book said. And I think um, that just makes me feel better because now I actually have money set aside from every invoice that goes out that goes directly back to me. So then it just feels like, okay, this is worth it in a sense, you know. I'm not making it rain by any, any means, but it's, it just kind of helps. Right, and then you can feel better and put more effort into the business rather than stressing about just like money things, which is stressful for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was a big that was a big one for sure. But also, you know, um, a big takeaway from that yoga studio was the relationships. Um, I made some of the best friends that I had as the bartender. Um, and just like being not afraid to be vulnerable you know people would come to the bar and they would sit there and tell me you know they're a life and I just thought man what an honor for starters but then after that it just kind of became like okay well maybe this is an opportunity for me to share as well as an introverted person as someone who who was a female in oil and gas, like corporate, um, who, who was very like closed in for somebody who, you know, drank in, in order to like socialize with people. Um, yeah, I just, rather than it being anxiety inducing to have a conversation with someone, why not just take it as an opportunity to, to share and create a connection? Right, I yeah. love that. And do you find it, different or difficult now that you don't have a brick and mortar that now you're doing everything online or like 
wherever you have it on tap do you find that an issue and like how are you getting around that to meet those like needs I guess to connect with people um I think you know I've thought a lot about this but I think it the, the spaces that my kombucha is on tap in I feel as though I've created meaningful relationships with these people um, that was another thing that I said before I started to myself before I started this kombucha business was that I want to work with people that I want to work with um, which might sound maybe not like I'm going to make a million dollars but that wasn't my goal it was like I'm going to work with people who I like or who I might you know get along with and that we can understand each other as small business owners as well. And so I think that was something that I could bring to the table by owning that yoga studio is that you're a small business owner, so I can understand of a brick and mortar, right? I can understand like some of the stuff that you're going through. I get it. Right. Um, and what's your goal with the company now? Like what's your just to keep growing and to give back is that kind of the, the plan? yeah I think um, yeah I would love to grow it I the, the give back part is so huge to me if I could I would make zero dollars and give all the money and just do it as a complete nonprofit um, I think that would be amazing um, but I'm just kind of seeing where it goes at this point I love the freedom of of um, talking about it doing workshops about how to make kombucha I think that empowers people just about the product but it also empowers them to learn something new and from that point they can even explore other things I think it's great to talk about um, drinking um, and not drinking um, addictions I, you know I came across Dr. Gabor Mate, he's um, an addictions doctor based in Vancouver on the Lower East Side. And I've read a few of his books. And when I came across, I think the first time I ever heard about him, there was a video going around on Facebook. And he basically said the opposite of addiction is connection. And I just thought, man, like, damn, that's good. That is it. You know, and there's all these people on social media all the time seek addicted to their phones literally and craving connection so you know the more you just think about that kind of stuff i just think it's so awesome yeah it's, it's very interesting especially yeah. when you just say it like that about yeah. being addicted to the connection of your phone yeah which is very interesting yeah um and how has social media played a part in growing this company because obviously there's the addiction and like bad side of social media totally. but as a company who's online and trying to connect to people how have you used social media in a good way um I think it's a great great way to meet other businesses I think a lot of my contacts as as you you know we've met on social media to start with um I think it's great for that for making those connections um I would also tell any every business owner who's who or anybody who's 
who is a business owner, who wants to be a business owner, that you must have Instagram. You must have a photographer. You must have somebody take photos for you. Very important. I didn't do that at the yoga studio for the longest time. And when I did, it changed my entire business. And so that's something that there is huge value in that some people don't understand, but you're missing out if you don't, if you don't do it. But um, I just think that it's great for almost anonymously to connecting with people. Um, and then that's kind of where those relationships can grow. It's basically just setting the foundation. And then it's up to you to, to take that wherever you want to take it. I mean, you can make the best of it or you can make the worst of it and go down the rabbit hole of whatever comparing yourself and whatever all the negative stuff affiliated with it is right yeah and just making that choice to use it for a positive thing since it's here and that's how like you said we're making connections and finding businesses and stuff so totally keeping it positive and using it for that benefit yeah yep. um and when we actually met we were at one of was it the first event that it you was. put on so it was a booze free event which yes. for me i'm pumped on it because i'm one of the like don't like I drink every once in a while but yeah. I don't really want to and I drive usually everywhere so having a booze free event is amazing yeah um so why did you decide to put that on and why is it important for you to to have an event like that because I feel like there isn't booze free events especially like marketed that way yeah I mean I feel like that too um and so you know I, I sometimes just get judgy and tired of seeing like wine and yoga or all these wine and women events. Um, I just, it, and actually like, it's how I even got involved with fuck up nights was because I originally had a ticket to it and then contacted Amanda and Shar on the side and was like, hey, what do you guys have for non-alcoholic options? And they said, we don't have really anything. And I was like, why don't I bring kombucha on tap? And they thought that was amazing. So now I do all of their events, but but uh, I think, I think it, it's necessary um, because it's just, there's just so much of, I call it mommy wine culture too. Um, it's, it's just not the healthiest way of dealing with things. I was a proponent. I was like the coordinator of mommy wine club at one <laughs> point. And, you know, looking back, those moms that were even in the group we're not friends anymore since I quit drinking so that's kind of goes back to you know connection is the is is the cure I don't want to say the cure but essentially the cure of addiction and um, I think there's a lot of people looking for that deeper connection um, that booze can't necessarily provide um speaking from experience so so yeah it was a it was an awesome event it was a total pilot project I mean I was scared I threw that party right in the middle of the barley belt um yeah that was it was intimidating for sure but um I think it was a really good turnout in a sense of how people had never really experienced anything like that I mean it was it was stressful to plan in a sense of 
well, but you know, that's going to be awkward. There's a lot, I had a lot of feedback where it was like, what do you, it's going to be awkward. You know, I'm socially awkward without drinking. What am I going to do? And I, I just said, okay, well, now there's got to be something um, at this party where I have to kind of entertain people constantly. So we did a live art battle. We did kind of yard games. There was singing bartenders. There was a DJ and a henna girl. And so, so yeah, I just thought um, there are cities like New York, um, Chicago, LA, I've even heard of one, I think, in Vancouver that are doing all of these, you know, sober bars, pop-up bars even, and I th- and they look amazing. It was my goal to go to one in New York before the party, but I just didn't have the opportunity to. And so I just thought, why isn't this happening in Calgary? And so I just thought, well, let's just try it out and make it for charity. Um, and yeah, we it was kind of donate upon admission all that money goes to charity and then yeah it just it was I thought it was great yeah it was great yeah are you planning more or are you just now that it's done you can kind of just like sit back and decide how you want to move forward (laughs) yeah I mean I've planned that party within like less than two months it was it wasn't a hundred percent of what I wanted it to be just because I felt like it was rushed but yes I would love to do another one this time I'm thinking because we had it at Communo actually um, on the rooftop patio there this time I think it would be better to have it in an actual bar setting that's already set up for a bar because it's what this um, this one place in New York does and um, yeah I think it would be a totally different vibe and obviously it's winter but yeah I think it would be I think it would be a really good thing well I am looking forward to it because it was it was a good event awesome yeah I'm glad I'm glad you were able to come yeah um so a couple more questions based on that event uh what's your favorite kombucha mocktail to make if someone wants to concoct one at home oh I personally am a lover of mojitos so I haven't actually made that one for an event yet but I've done um, like muddled up cucumber with mint with basic booch, which is a ginger lime mint flavor of kombucha. Um, you can also skip the cucumber and just do the mint and do it as a Moscow mule. There you go. Yeah, we all need to go home and try that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, what are some tools, resources? You mentioned a couple books, podcasts that you would recommend. Um, Honestly, I love your podcast. (laughs) I think there's a lot of valuable feedback in there just from local entrepreneurs. But yeah, as a as an entrepreneur, I think profit first. I tell everybody to read that book now. Um, I think it's great for really prioritizing yourself as an owner operator. Um, Another one that I love just as a basic everybody should read this book also with with or without running a business the untethered soul by michael singer that is just a good book for personal growth um yeah i recommend that one to everybody podcasts i listen to lewis house yeah um and i think terry cole is also really good i met her at the rise conference in pritis 
last spring when I was there and I never heard of her before that and yeah I think she has some really great podcasts and information for as far as setting boundaries and kind of stepping up also with relationships and um, at that same event I met Connor Beaton who's the guy behind Man Talks podcast if you ever want to get into the inside the head of a man that is um he's, he's a good one and he's originally from uh Spruce Grove uh, out by Edmonton and now he's in New York so he's uh he, he's good he's good oh cool I'll yeah. have to listen to some of those yeah awesome and where can people find you online where can they find your booch so you can find me on Instagram at barstarbooch. I also have a website, ilovethisbar.ca, and that will show all of our locations. Um, in Calgary here, the best um, locations to find us in is a brand new um, drop-in steam sauna massage place in Avenida called Cedar and Steam. Have you been there? No, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, so I'm actually going to go there today. Wow. So you'll find me there today, melting. Um, and she's got four flavors of booch on tap. Trade Space is a co-warehousing um, space here in Calgary as well. They have kombucha on tap. And um, yeah, we're, we're kind of spread from Red Deer down to Lethbridge right now and slowly growing into different co-working spaces wellness spaces fitness studios um we just got into a brewery in okotoks so you can find us there too awesome well thanks so much for coming on and sharing i feel like we could have dove deep into lots of other topics so we'll have to just have you back on yes thank you so much